save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side, where Paul and I are breaking down the Miami Dolphins-Baltimore Ravens matchup for this weekend. A huge, huge game. I mean, obviously, at this point of the year, every game's big, but Dolphins sit here right now, and it's been, I think, about 50 days since the Dolphins have lost a football game. They're 7-4 and four in the year. If the season ends today, they're going to be in the playoffs. So if they lose to the Ravens, now they start falling back. Uh, into the pack. Paul, what's your uh, what's your mindset heading into this game against the Ravens? I think this is probably one of the most important games down the stretch here. Obviously this game, obviously the Buffalo game and the Patriots game. I, I don't want to overlook the Jets or the Cardinals, but really Buffalo is nipping at Miami's heels. The Patriots are just ahead of Miami. And with Baltimore being a division leader right now, getting that head-to-head against them in terms of tiebreakers is pretty huge and critical. So it's this is a big, big game, and I'm kind of curious to see if Ajayi continues his odd trend where he runs really well against great run defenses and when they stack the box and seems to slack off a little bit against the weaker run defenses and when they don't stack the box. So this could be one of those big games from Ajayi that's completely unexpected. Yeah, I, I don't know if slacking off is the right word, but he, he's definitely having more of a difficulty running against those eight, nine-man fronts. And Baltimore, yeah, I mean, you, you look at their run defense. To opposing starting running backs, they're averaging three point, they're letting up 3.25 yards a carry. I mean, really one of the best teams in the league against the run. Ajayi faces a difficult task in this game, and Ryan Tannehill and the rest of the offense have to pick that up. Looking at the Dolphins' uh, offensive personnel, Devontae Parker, a word out of Miami is he may miss this game. It's going to put a lot of pressure on Leontay Carupal. Yeah, but I liked seeing him get his first real action where he looked comfortable last week. Granted, he didn't have a big game, but he got that first touchdown catch out of the way, completely overpowered the guy that tried to tackle him on that one, and, and went into the end zone. So hopefully he gets a little bit of a chance here. And Jarvis Landry, hopefully his shoulder's a little bit better. And Kenny still steps up yet again in this one and makes one or two big plays like Mike Wallace never really was able to do for the Dolphins. Yeah, it's uh, there are a lot of weapons here. And also the return of Deion Sims uh, and his integration into the passing game last week. Hopefully that continues too. Uh, the good news for the Dolphins on the offensive side of the ball, Brandon Albert, Word out of Miami, about 50-50 to play in this game. Laramie Tunzel said, count me in for Sunday. Uh, and he really wants to, I think, take some uh, take an advantage over the team that passed on him over the marijuana gas mask incident. The Ravens were picking sixth, passed on him, took Ronnie Stanley, who's done a great job for them. And uh, Dolphins get, get a lucky break there, and, and Tunzel falls to that spot. But huge, huge uh, return here for Laramie Tunzel, if that's the case. Uh, taking a deeper look in, into the Ravens' offense, Joe Flacco, 5-0 and lifetime against the Miami Dolphins. And... Uh, 
it, it seems all too familiar. The Dolphins playing the Ravens in a very important game late in the season. Got news for you, though. Joe Flacco is the 14th out of 16th rated quarterback in the AFC. You win this game against the Ravens. Now you're for real. Now you've gone seven. You have seven wins in a row. You only have to go 500 the rest of the way for a 10 and six record. A loss means 0 and six against Flacco. The Ravens get a leg up on you, and it's see it'll feel Paul like the we're the same old Dolphins type of mentality. Right. The, the positive here is the way that this defense is playing and schemed and designed right now. Uh, we saw last week in the San Francisco game. Their biggest Achilles heel is mobile quarterbacks. I hear good news. Joe Flacco is not a mobile quarterback. We touched on it the other day. So that really lends itself to what the defense does best for Miami and really should allow the linebackers, once they see pass, to be able to peel off in the pass coverage and rely on the defensive line to contain him and still be able to get back up and make the play if they have to. So... I'm excited to see it's not a mobile quarterback, and I really think that this is a team that Miami can take advantage of, especially given the stellar play that we've seen out of Tony Lippett and out of Byron Maxwell um, over the past several weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned in that I think that in terms of the quarterback and the wide receiver tandem, uh, Joe Flacco throwing to Steve Smith and uh, Mike Walsh, my fear is that this is one of the – this is the first time in several weeks that we have faced a competent, and the key word is competent, not great, quarterback-to-wide receiver combination. I mean, you look at the 49ers are a joke. The, the Rams are a joke. The Chargers were missing Keenan Allen and, and Travis Benjamin. The Jets had Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Bills were missing their top two receivers. The Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, shouldn't have played. That's my concern. But even having said that, yeah, because those linebackers are going to, not going to have to spy a quarterback in this situation, I, I think that it could be a, a good thing and a good matchup. But this, to me, looks like a game the Dolphins are going to have to win 17-10. to 10. Speaking of that, uh, if they're going to win that game 17-10, to 10, they're going to have to compa- contain Mike Wallace, who's on pace with the Ravens for over 1,200 yards on the season. Paul, does Mike Wallace's uh, deep speed worry you? A little bit. Given, given the speed that Steve Smith still has and given Mike Wallace's deep speed, Tony Lippett's probably going to end up having to cover a speed receiver, which we haven't seen in a, in, a, in a little while since he's improved. So this could definitely be a true test for Lippett. I'm curious to see how Bobby McCain does against these guys because I think he's going to end up covering Wallace and, and, and Steve Smith a little bit throughout the game. And he's got a lot of speed himself, so long as he doesn't take the wrong chance. Now, Mike Wallace, he's a piss-poor route runner. We all saw it in Miami. Uh, So it could be feast or famine for him in this game. But there's some intriguing things to go with that speed match that they have on the outside there. Yeah, that's an interesting comment there. Bobby McCain, speed-wise, is the best matchup for Mike Wallace. And another interesting matchup, like you said, Tony Lippett against Steve Smith. I mean, is Tony Lippett... Uh, the young pup, is he ready for Steve Smith's mouth? Because production-wise, Steve Smith has had a great career, only 536 yards and three touchdowns on the season. So talent-wise, not the best at this point in his career, but even though he's had a great career. In terms of running the football, uh, the Ravens have not done all that well over the last few weeks. In five of the last six games, Terrence West has averaged 3.8 yards a carry or less. And the Dolphins have done very well in recent weeks against Carlos Hyde, Todd Gurley, Matt Forte, 
except for a couple of runs, and, and Melvin Gordon. So uh, this is a game the Dolphins, to me, again, have to win 17-10, to 17-13, somewhere along those lines. Paul, what other matchups are you looking at? I'm actually going to expand a little bit on what you just said because it's going to depend a great deal containing Terrence West on whether we get bad Donald Butler or mediocre Donald Butler, which hopefully we get mediocre Donald Butler because it gets a little scary at that point to his side. And then when Jelani Jenkins is in the game, do we get great Jelani Jenkins or terrible Jelani Jenkins? There's never an in-between. There's never a gray area with this guy. Uh, Hopefully we see Neville Hewitt get out there to help contain that because if those two are off their game, that's where it starts to get a little hinky with that running game, which will only open things up for guys like Wallace and Steve Smith. The more our corners and safeties have to worry about run support. Yeah, and and it's not even just the run defense, but you look at the outside linebackers last week against the 49ers. The 49ers didn't move the ball down the field by completing passes to wide receivers. They did it with Kaepernick running and completing passes to tight ends, Vance McDonald and Derek Carrier, and I'd argue not very good tight ends either. So uh, the the Ravens at the tight end position, pretty deep. Not and They don't have a superstar, but you know Dennis Pitta, Crockett Gilmore, guys who can't catch a few passes for you. Uh, another interesting storyline, uh, too, Laramie Tunzel coming back to ball, coming back to play Baltimore. Hopefully he comes out there and he plays like a guy who got passed up at the number six pick in the NFL draft. Um, yeah, and, and taking a look here at, at the passing game for the Dolphins, Ryan Tannehill, in the last six games, quarterback rating of over 105. They are, they're facing a very good Baltimore Ravens uh, pass defense. Not great, but very good. Uh, and, and this is a game right here where now if Ryan Tannehill plays well on this in this game, now we're talking about a very big body of work where Ryan Tannehill has played well in the 2016 season. Yeah, and, and one thing that's going to be critical in this game, and, and we've seen over the past several weeks, is Ryan Tannehill is using his feet not just to move around and, and create time in the pocket, but he's also been using his feet to make positive yardage plays, running down the field. And, and really putting the defense in a position where they have to think about the threat of him running, which only, as we've seen, gives advantages to the offense in terms of both the passing and the run game. The more elements they have to worry about, the more time that we have to, to really see something develop. So if he can make some plays with his legs, if Jay Ajayi can get, get the ball rolling here, we could really see a productive day in terms of both phases of the game, even though the Ravens are a good defense. Well said. So, Paul, uh, taking a look at this matchup, what's your prediction? For me, I'm looking at this. Uh, I do see Miami winning this game. I, I don't think that the Ravens are as good as their 6-5 and five record, and most of that falls on the Ravens' offense. I think we're going to see a few picks in this game for Miami, and, and I think that's going to be the biggest difference uh, as we move forward. So, for me, I'm actually going to go 23-13 Miami. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I look at this matchup and think that the Dolphins could be due for a loss here, unfortunately. And I'm going to go 23-20 to 20 Baltimore Ravens. This is the point in the year where the Ravens take it up a notch. And even though it's a different Dolphins team, are they going to take it up a notch too? If they do, man, oh, man, does it really get fun. We're talking about two-plus months without a loss and being favored in the next two games at home against the Arizona Cardinals at the New York Jets. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on iTunes, and on YouTube as well. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Thanks for joining us. 
It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fence side. side. It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fence side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. We rep our team, you can't change, stop or ruin it. All we need is to figure what to do to win. Fans radio, live and direct. Win or lose, we showing up for every contest. No puppet talk, it's all raw and unfiltered. Voice of the fans when the season looks peculiar. Rockin' Apple Orange over here, then you familiar. Every week they coming through our speakers to fulfill the crap we have to hear about our team and all the latest news. Vets, the rookies trying to make the team paying dues. Current players and alumni interviews. City to city, state to state, follow the moves. Dolphins talk set to go Best sports team and show all across the globe It ain't the left side or the right side And it must be the fence side It ain't the left side or the right side And it must be the fence side It ain't the left side or the right side And it must be the fence side It ain't the left side or the right side For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.